Omega Man Radio has been commissioned to invade deep into enemy territory, drive out the hosts of hell, and take back the land. Our mission is to preach Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who is the only name written under heaven by which men might be saved. Cast out demons and pray for the sick that they may be healed in Jesus' name. If this program is a blessing to you and you would like to take part in this harvest of men's souls, join with us and attack the hosts of hell by donating any amount online at www.omegamanradio.com. Are you ready? Ready to take a ride. Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. If you listen, I can hear God's plan. Because the show is about to begin. You're listening. You're listening to the Omega Man Radio Network. going to be that's going to be a hard follow-up to brother let me tell you we haven't haven't had brother ivory on maybe in six months and uh, man that one's that one was a home run for jesus right there and if you heard the tail end uh, i want to get you his contact info his wife is sister evelyn hopkins Uh, she schedules all those appointments so when i get him on the show i just email her and say what's the general got open and she'll look at his schedule and um, give you some date options. I want you to consider getting him on your program and um, interview him on deliverance ministry. Um, Brother Ivory, when he was a young man, maybe 16 years old, he got the call to preach. And uh, I've got a tape somewhere where he was invited to be part of a mass deliverance with the late Charlie Holtzhauser, who was a big deliverance minister up in uh, Long Island, New York in the 80s, 70s and 80s. And then uh, Wynn Worley okay. himself. And uh, I've known Ivory for about 10 years. Well, actually longer than that. We've been working since I found him on Facebook 13 years ago and heard him heard him preaching on an old uh, tape of Charlie Holtzhauser or Wynn Worley. And I, I found him. I said, man, wow. you're alive. Well, he was very much alive because I didn't realize he'd started so young. And uh, we, we formed a friendship and make a long story longer. Uh, he's been doing programs with us for many years. What an what an honor. We call him the general. And folks, uh, check him out, pilgrimsministry.org. And uh, great man of God, I hope you'll have him on your show. Uh, he would be a blessing. Well, that being Absolutely. said, what are you drinking today? Well, I've got some pure mountain water from the streams of absolutely the, the purest <laughs> fountains of, of water and, and using that I'm drinking some coffee here sounds some, uh, good to me some donut coffee oh that oh that sounds hey. really good wow you just maybe have a flashback driving by a Krispy Kreme and seeing that red light on fresh donuts <laughs> available well folks um, we're going to serve a fresh podcast for you we got Michael Basham on from Spirit Wars Faithbucks.com and Fringe Radio Network check them out He's blowing up the podcast airwaves and uh, doing a fantastic job for Jesus. Michael, you want to open us up in prayer? Yes, sir. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Well, Lord, we just thank you for this wonderful time, and I'm so humbled to be able to talk to Omega Man's audience and all the friends and family that may be tuning in. We just ask for you to open the channel wide and pour through the message that you want to share not just the notes and the events and the end time timelines and the scriptures that I think are good. I think we need to just ask you to speak what is needed 
for your people today and for even any enemies that are tuning in, Lord, bless them. So just give us your fire and your peace in the midst of all this and just let us look into your eyes and fill us with your joy and abundance of happiness and the fact that we're going to see you soon, Lord. We're going to see you soon. That's why all this end time stuff is happening. Praise the Lord. I bless the people that are listening and anything that um, we're transmitting from the Basham family, from the house of this heavenly troop to the houses of, of the people that are listening in Jesus' name. Praise God. Well, how are you doing, Shane? I'm, I know that uh, <laughs> you're pretty pumped, man. I, I feel like almost I should interview you right now. All this stuff is, <laughs> you know, I can hear the wheel turning after that. But um, just as, you know, not, not that we have the Basham ministry full blast yet, but the Derek Prince ministries, I happened to be able to go there a few weeks ago, and they are going strong. The State of the Union is strong. And my dad is just coming back from playing at a wedding, of the daughter of the future and soon to be in place um, head of Derek Prince ministry. So we're all kind of intertwined with that. And um, I'm not really, uh, you know, a Bible teacher per se, or anything of these titles that you hear in the Bible, the evangelist, the pastor, you know, prophet, but certainly being raised around that. And then having been in the fringes, hopefully the hem of his garment fringe, more than just the fringe uh, knowledge, um, we're going to have some interesting things to get into. So hopefully it'll be mostly biblical and not just sci-fi. But uh, yes, sir. Um, yeah, like, where do you even start, man? I mean, what's the, do you have any questions? First of all, like leading up from that, I mean, deliverance, man. I mean, we're about to see just everything happen at the same time. Um, What's, what is the number one thing that we could maybe, from the perspective of having just had an amazing man of God and a commander, where would you like to begin, sir? Because I, I'm, I need your help to kind of well, pray, play tennis here, the truth. Praise, <laughs> yeah. praise the Lord. You know, um, well, number one, uh, that's exciting what's happening at Derek Prince Ministries. You know, um, yeah. they've done a fantastic job to keep the torch alive of some of the greatest uh, Bible teaching and deliverance uh, that's ever been recorded in book or audio form. And just a short memory came to me. It was probably the early 80s. I may have been 12 or 13. I don't recall. But my grandmother Weber, who I heard my grandfather pastoring a church up in Alexandria, Virginia at the time, grandmother always had some cool books and things. And granddad had a little mini library down downstairs and I would go over there and sometime grab a book and look at it, you know. And uh, grandmother one time hands me this tape. She says, son, check this out. And it was a little cassette tape. And it was a testimony by none other than Derek Prince. And uh, it was talking about a deliverance he received as a child while living over in uh, India. You know, he had a uh, apparently a housekeeper. And uh, he believes he got some demons from her. And uh, okay. he got deliverance. And so... I remember the name Derek Prince back from the early 80s. And, you know, fast forward, I gave that little testimony at the end of the last program. It was his ministry um, that helped me and my brother get on the road to breaking off generational curses in our family. Because that actually happened. The Lord said to me in my dream, you and your brother Damon have a generational curse you need to break. You know, what I didn't mention is I woke up that day, Michael, and um, I had fallen asleep on my couch. It was a Saturday morning at that point. I'm thinking, man, because I was wrestling, you know, with depression and things that night. Just, you know, I needed an answer from the Lord. Lord, what's wrong with me? I grabbed for my King James Bible on the armrest. Didn't even remember the dream until I just opened up the Word, and then, bam, he brings a dream back. And I'm like, wow, was that real? Then my brother called me, and things moved forward. It was Derek Prince Ministries uh, keeping that content alive for new generations to come that we were able to play a mini uh, renunciation prayer audio led by Derek Prince on a tape recording. Good grief. It worked. And so um, praise God for the next generation that he's raising up over there and I wish them the best. Y'all doing a fine job over there. And uh, if you heard Wen Worley, uh, he knew he knew your grandfather, his books too. I mean uh, another generation blessed by 
the work of these pioneers like your grandfather and Derek Prince and Wynn Worley and others. So you're the next generation, brother, and you're on fire for Jesus, and we're glad to be here with you. And uh, I just want to say that about Derek Prince and uh, praise the Lord. Back to you, Michael. And check yourself. You may be muted. Oh, yes, there I am are. muted. Okay, so um, for me, it's more like there's there's already a new generation, the millennial generation, the, to use the word millennial, it's in the generation that's rising. They're just coming out of the woodwork, and it's like, who's teaching these people? And you go on TikTok, and it's like, oh, my gosh, they're just they're finding Derek Prince on their own. There's, like, millions and millions of views of his teachings and YouTubes and I just went to their media office. I'm like, who is doing this? And they're like, well, I mean, we've got a few people and it just seems to be completely organic. And, you know, right down the street is Billy Graham ministries. And that's like some like dang CIA office or something. That's a huge place. The Derek Prince offices are, are quite humble, but all they do is just constantly produce content for physical ministries worldwide. And somehow the internet has just, just hooked into him. And, um, and I'm very proud to say that it's full of Bashams in there. You see a lot of Bashams, Don Bashams, children, people that have uh, been a part of these ministries, but it's, it's just cool for me to see, cause I'm turning 40 this month and I'm like, you know, I, I lived, I lived around the world and I'm a little tired sometimes. And I, I don't have the, the kind of holiness to stand in these boots. You know, it's like, I can't even stand in one of those boots. So praise God, he's raising up people that are actually good at fasting, that are actually really uh, learning discipleship by the Holy Spirit. There's people that are being called out of this materialistic Babylon, America, and God is showing them to live in their cars and just read the Bible and camp out for a few months and, and learn how to get deliverance. And they're just, there's new information coming down the pike, but we still need to get that foundation we need to look at the word of God more than the news. We need to look at what God is doing. Pay attention to your dreams. My wife is getting these prophetic dreams. Uh, just seeing like basically what the situation is in the world, which is we're all under the darkness. This occult power that's been going on for years. And I know we always kind of get into movies, but there's this movie that people need to be aware of. If not watch, it's a little bit scary. Came out in 1998 and it's called the X-Files fight the future or something like that. And it's basically Molly and Molly and Skulder, Skulder, Scully. I don't even really watch these, but somebody just told me you need to see this. And it just lays everything out from nine 11 to the MRNA injections, the nanobots in the bloodstream. It's all in this movie. Wow. And if you can just open your eyes to realize we're under this occult hypnosis to where we're seeing people die suddenly all around us. The doctors are back with their syringes telling us, we care about you. Give us your sleeve. Roll up the sleeve. Let us inject you. And, oh, yes, and there's aliens. And we're like, what? No. And then you watch X-Files, and it's basically like everything's right there, this movie. I don't know if you've seen that recently, but they have it starts out with basically a, an Oklahoma City bombing event. Wow. Terrorism, of course, probably some patriot. And then they have the, the like, police cars that say 9-11, in front of the bombing. So just years before 9-11, and last week we did a show about 9-11. People can listen to that. Um, there's way too much data there to, to get into, but you guys need to see like an Alex Jones documentary about 9-11. Just understand that was all fake. And this movie was just telling you like, yep, 9-1-1, 9-11, false flag terror event, boom. And then it, then it just jumps right into this alien invasion, not from the skies, but through the blood. And I mean, it's the most random thing. And we know X-Files, they had a lot of CIA people giving them intel, like, okay, make a, make an episode about this, make an episode of that. This was the first big full-budget Hollywood film, um, X-Files film. And it's essentially, just to make a long story short, it's about aliens that grow in your body when you get in touch with this black goose substance, and it basically gestates in the, in the human body. It liquefies the organs just wow. like we've seen with the vaccines, liquefying people's organs. And essentially they, they release these via bees, via insects into the atmosphere. Like you have Bill Gates doing with the mosquitoes, like, Oh, you don't want to take the vaccine. 
I have some mosquitoes I'm going to unleash into the audience and you're going to get infected. And these crazy people are totally demonic. It's all there in, in a very high budget, well produced, kind of a horror uh, setting. So, you know, watch it only with uh, grace to, with lots of word on hand. But oh, nothing's yes. still fear. I've, I've been um, a little bit rebuked recently by some prophets and some intercessors like, Michael, don't give in to this, this data. Don't let that invade your brain all day. You know, and my wife too. It's like, don't let this be the atmosphere around you that you're just focused on that. I, I look at it, everything is like a giant puzzle. You know, we're going into this, this period of time. Within a few days, there could be, in New York City, the Sustainable Development Goals meeting. I don't know a whole lot about it, but I've been contacted by some uh, watchmen who, who firmly believe that this is uh, a red flag, uh, red letter event that could be the beginning of the signage of the Antichrist seven-year covenant. And, and one of the things that we're learning about this, and it's all about green agenda and, you know, carbon is bad, which is what plants breathe, of course, that there's going to be all these covenants signed. And what we really need to watch, because they're going to try to bury this, like the government always produces documents like thousands and thousands of pages, tens of thousands of pages, and then they bury inside of there the little bit that's important. Well, this seven-year Antichrist covenant could possibly be hidden buried amongst many of these other sustainable development goals. Wow. So we need to really be on high alert right now. You know, people that are intercessors need to intercede. People that are watchmen need to warn. Uh, people that are broadcasters need to broadcast, which is why what you're doing is so important, and you are on the radar of Derek Prince Ministries. Let me just tell you that. Like, Omega Man is a household name in the offices of Derek Prince Ministries. Well, so thank you. What thank you're doing, you brother, is very important, and uh, I'm very happy to be uh, on the phone with you guys. Now, what is the seven-year covenant? I mean, I, a lot of people don't even believe in that. They think, no, Jesus is coming back, and there's going to be a rapture, and everything's going to be fine, and I'm just going to sit back and, you know, get the popcorn out, as they say in QAnon. Operation QAnon was exactly what the Bolsheviks did to try to get people to lay down their arms during the communist revolution in, in Russia. Um, I forget the exact name, but that's what we're going through right now. A lot of the Christians think, oh, I'm just going to sit back, get my popcorn. Jesus come back. Trump's going to save me. And unfortunately, nobody's coming to save us except for Jesus Christ. And if they do come to start murdering Christians, that's your ticket of basically government leadership level. If you get your head chopped off, you know, that's like your greatest honor right there. So not to instill fear again, but brother, do you, Right. Are you following the seven year covenant? Like, are you, you, you have a lot of people on your show and you know, we, we talk a lot about the, the foundations, deliverance, all important, but what about that, that end time timeline? Have you been getting people on your show or have you been studying about that seven year um, antichrist treaty, sir? Well, i tell you the truth. Um, nobody has been talking about it by and large, but just maybe a week ago, I mean that I that, excuse me that I have heard they are talking about it, but nobody in my circles. About a week ago, I felt led to um, look up the subject of Mount Sinai and uh, trips that you can take over there. It's over in modern day Saudi Arabia, and I guess the Holy Spirit brought this to me. There's I remember Joel Richardson, who's written a number of books on the Middle East, and uh, he's taken a couple trips over there. I just felt like I need to go see what he was doing. And I went over, and okay. I didn't see much activity on his website, but I went to his Twitter page. And he's very active still in uh, taking people on these tours. But that wasn't what was important. What was important were some of the statements that I saw on his Twitter. And he was talking about this okay. very thing that you're mentioning. And he said, are people aware that we're so close right now to a uh, contract for peace being signed and the Palestinians are going to get their own state? And we've heard about this, you know. Look out for, you know, a covenant made with many. Um, we knew that was coming at some point, but I had no idea that Benjamin Netanyahu and some others have been actively working to try to negotiate that. Now, the update I think I saw yesterday was uh, whatever they had pushed forward was rejected by the, um, of the king of Saudi Arabia over there. 
but back to the drawing table. We may be closer than ever than to them actually doing that. And I think that's in line with what you're saying here because if we see um, a deal piece uh, for land over in Israel, man, isn't that right there in Revelations? Isn't that going to be a time clock ticking off at that point? Um, when this thing starts, there's no going back, folks. We've got a finite amount of time. Now, only Jesus knows when he's coming back. I mean, the Father knows. He's the only one that knows, and he'll tell the Son when to come. So we don't know the day and the hour of Christ's return. But these events have to take place first. And you're right, brother. Um, I have to try to balance um, staying plugged into news and trying to overcome the fear that tries to sit in over me. Michael, you've been listening to Omega Man Radio for a number of years. I can go toe-to-toe with anybody. And if we had Steve Quell tonight, I can go into that mode and we can scare the socks off of some people. With the truth. Good night. You know that, don't you? (laughs) We've done it before. We can do that. Because I stay, I I keep my pulse (laughs) on it. But at the same time, uh, it's it's a cross we have to bear as watchmen. Mike, you, I, and others who are called to do this, we're not burying our head in the sands, okay? As many are. And uh, God forbid, if someone doesn't warn them, as the word says, the, the, the blood would be on the hands of a watchman who does not sound the alarm and warn people that the enemy is in the gates. Because if they die unwarned, then God will hold us uh, accountable. If we warn them and they don't pay attention, well, it's on them. And I have to balance right. that. Uh, with the fact that uh, it, I have to also know that there's hope out here tonight, that all those in Christ Jesus, all that will suffer persecution, says, the Lord uh, actually gave me a verse, and I think it delivered me the other day. Uh, Proverbs twenty nine twenty five: the fear of man bringeth a snare, but whoso wow. putteth his trust in the Lord shall be safe. So that I, how, do we, how do we navigate this? We put our faith and trust in the Lord. Well, the Bible yeah. At the same time, yeah. there's people out there, Michael, who are not prepared. And when this thing comes and they find out they were not caught up in a pre-trib, pre-wrath rapture, a pre-trib rapture, rather, I believe we do get out of here before the wrath of God pours out personally, but at the last trump. Listen, they're going to be the very ones that Christ said that get offended. You know, with joy they receive the gospel. But it says when trouble comes for the name of Christ, they get offended because of the persecution and they fall away. And people are not prepared for what is coming. And when you just mentioned this, the seven year process, the covenant, you know, the tribulation period, war on the saints. Brother, we have to tell the people. And you know, I'm I'm fighting I'm fighting the urge to, to tune in to redact it every day to the Prophecy Club every day. Those are some hardcore scary programs and they're they're warning people and if you're not careful you can go into um, you know what anaphylactic shock or whatever some kind of shock like that you know just you know it can just uh, it just take you out and you you feel like well I guess there's nothing I can do or why even try and you go into a fetal position we're not saying that you don't want to do that if anything this should be a rallying cry those events are that close folks what we're going to do, we need to do now for the Lord. If you want to do something for Jesus, now is the time to get started. Don't be stupid. God's told us what's coming. Get prepared to the best of your ability. But then be willing to go forward. You know, Michael, have you seen any of my postings about this thing called Miracle Valley? I've done a lot of them here. I will, I will check that out. Uh, just for the sake of the Fringe Radio Network audience, What? Um, what is Miracle Valley? Miracle Valley was a... Uh, compound uh, a, a church actually that was built down in the uh, deserts of uh, Arizona, a place called Cochise County. It's not far from Bisbee, but it's out there in the middle of nowhere, three miles from the Mexican border. And in the late 50s, a young man named Urban Leindecker uh, had inherited 1,200 acres, his brother too, of desert land. And he was out in an A.A. Allen revival and heard Brother A. Allen preach, and God said, give him the land. And he didn't know if he'd heard from the Lord or not. So he thought, okay, I'll sell it. I'll give Brother Allen the, the money. This guy is at a table, this young man named Urban Leindecker. 
and he has his buyer coming in. The buyer is getting ready to sign a contract and pay him the money and take the property, and God smites the guy blind. And the guy says, like, wow, I, I can't see what's going on. They had to, literally had to pick him up by the elbow. He said, i got to get out of here. They took him out the door, and he said, this isn't for me. I don't know what's going on. As soon as he got out the door, bam, his vision came back. God was wow. saying, ain't nobody buying this land. Urban said, okay, I get the message. I'm not supposed to sell and give the money. I'm just supposed to give it. So make a long story short, he gives his property to A. Allen, who's doing tent revivals all around the country. He had bought the biggest tent in the world from the late Jack Coe, who had died from his widow. This okay. is the time of Oral Roberts. We're talking the 50s, Assemblies of God. He's doing these big tent meetings, evangelism, deliverance, healing, miracles going on. And God says, go build my uh, my church out there in this desert. And he goes out there, and they build a massive uh, layout. They had the church, 2,000 people, Bible college, printing presses, started making records and books and the Miracle Magazine and God launched A. Allen in his ministry, and that was the revival center of the world at that time, up until his death in 1970. And it's been laying dormant for a very long time. It was a Bible school for 20 years, and then late derelict. The church uh, has boards off coming off the roof. It hasn't had church in there in over 20 years, and it's a skeleton of what it once was. But there was a prophecy in the last days God would bring a people back. I said all that to say this. It's going up for auction right now. In five days, it's going to be sold off. They've got 37 and a half acres left. And this is not a promotion for this, although I'm just asking the question if you've seen my some of my postings, because you all have probably seen me say we're going to make a bid for it and uh, try to buy this and try to get it back up and running and turn it into a, an active church and a deliverance school. But how's this fit in the story? Brother, I'm, I'm safe for the, for the pretty most part in Bali. The schools are about 30 years behind America. I don't have to worry about my kids having their sex changed, you know, when I send them to school. Um, rent's cheap here. Food's plenty. We're surrounded by ocean. It's not a bad gig. But yet, I feel this drawing to this property. And so we're trying to make a bid to buy it this week. And right now it would take a special miracle because we're nowhere near where we need to be for the minimum bid. And I'm not taking money, by the way. We're just taking pledges. But the reason I'm mentioning this is the last place that I want to come back to is America, who's going down right now. It's hit the iceberg. It's starting to tip right side up. And it's going to sink beneath the waves if we're not careful. Every horrific thing you can imagine they're trying to pull in America right now. And if God were to strike our nation with a comet, hey, we deserve it. Our sins have far extended beyond what Sodom and Gomorrah ever did. I mean, sex changes for children. God have mercy. But I said all that to say this. When I read that verse this week, Proverbs 29, 25, and I know that they're going to change the currency. They're coming after the food. Everything you said is true. And then some. I would be suicidal to want to come back. But that's in the flesh. What I am and what we're all supposed to be is servants of the Lord Jesus Christ. We serve at his pleasure. And when the Lord gave me that verse, the fear of man bringeth a snare. So when I think about what the World Economic Forum and the NWO want to do, yeah, it brought a snare to me. But whoso putteth his trust in Jehovah shall be safe. Now, either the word of God is true or what are we doing? I'm going to step out and say, I'm going to believe God. Let the word of God be true, every man a liar. God said you and I would be safe. It doesn't mean we, he might not tap us to be a martyr. But that's another reason why you need to take this information that Michael, Fringe Radio Network, Omega Man, and others have been putting out. Take it to heart. Because if you don't know Jesus, you're screwed. Because very soon these saints could overwhelm you and you will be toast. There will be no protection for you. And you know that Q and on psyop that happened. Just trust Q; it's all going to be good. Yeah. There's an insider in there. Oh, they're you know they've already arrested it's Hillary like Clinton, and George Bush. They got him in Guantanamo. They've already executed him. Exactly. Listen, it, it it started to get psychotic out there. Some things I heard. I said, man, this is to lull people to sleep. 
I said, we got to get into action here. You better vote. Don't just trust the system. And you know what? If you, There's still some people that are under that spell. And I'll tell you what's going to happen. They keep it up. Don't wake up. They're going to get a knock at the door. And you're going to say, who, excuse me, hello, who are you? We're Q. We've come to take you away. Thank you for waiting on us Whoa. and putting your trust in us. And they take you to the blasted concentration camp. I mean, it could come to that, folks. So how did, what am I saying about Miracle Valley? I even had been thinking about this week. Do I know what I'm asking for? And I said, God, yes, I'll do it. I'm willing to come back to America and go to a hellhole of a location right out there in the desert. You got to see it. Not much at all. Rattlesnakes, tarantulas, uh, invasion of the southern border, and I'll die with my boots on if that's what the Lord wants me to do. I'm not afraid of the New World Order anymore. I will probably die and have to give my life in the service of Christ. So be it. In about 10 seconds, when you close your eyes, you step on over into the immediate presence of the Lord. Folks, the enemy is coming for us all. They're going to make war on the saints. What Michael's saying is true, and we've got much of the church asleep out there. They think they're getting ready to get out of here on a first-class, all-expenses-paid trip into heaven and leave all of Revelation behind. They've got no idea what's about to hit them, and many are ill-prepared. And even knowing what is coming, God has still called us to work the harvest fields. So I'm ready to roll my sleeves up, brother. I got a pair of cowboy boots in storage from when I was a junior in high school back in Texas, somewhere around there. No, no, I bought them much later. Excuse me. I bought them in 2003. I'm sorry. When I was working out there in Austin. Okay. I've got cowboy boots. I'll pull them out, and I'll go put my boot in the desert out there, and we'll get out there and try to get the the lights turned on and open up the school deliverance and work until the invasion comes at the southern border red dawn style and i die with my boots on there's a graveyard over there they got room for my grave too if that's what the lord wants me to do and if he doesn't it won't happen and i just stay here until he tells me what my next assignment is we got to have that attitude though that's the attitude of michael he knows what's coming he's no fool i'm no fool god has given us the ability to have the wisdom uh and of the sons of Issachar who knew the times and that's what we need to do you've got to have that intelligence of of the enemy's operations as we're moving forward doing combat maneuvers for the Lord Jesus and he may send you on a one way mission and you don't come back but praise God if we obey the master he'll say well done my good and faithful servant are you willing to give your life for Jesus before it's over with it may come to that back to you Michael <clears throat> powerful good night shannon that was a really powerful message ever since i started q files no i'm not going to be too silly today i'll try not to uh, except the fact that i've got my whole my mom found my high school bible talking about you know nostalgia it's falling apart so i have like a desk right now full of bible pages spread out in front of me like alex jones but instead of the news i've got bible pages and they're all like underlined uh scriptures about you know love your enemies you know i mean I'm, as you're speaking I'm, my eyes are falling on these scriptures how to navigate the end times well practically love your enemies you know pray for those that persecute you and that uh tattletale on your twitter feed not being lgbtq friendly love them. But Jesus said, turn the other cheek in the sense of when, and, you know, give to them that ask you in the sense of people that are, that, that are needy, that are asking you to help them help walk with me a mile, go give them two miles, not people that are coming for your children, not people that are, I mean, there's times where Jesus says, take up the sword. So the main sword we're going to be talking about today, though, is the, is the word of God, because we don't want to get sucked into another Patriot kind of we're going we're gonna to navigate the Antichrist. I ask people a lot because I live in North Carolina, and I just came from Hawaii, and before that I was in Asia for 10 years, almost 20 years total, my entire adult life and off-planet feeling. But um, people are like, their, their version of getting ready is just getting more bullets and get, figuring out where their, their doomsday bunker is. And very few people are stocking up on scripture memorization you know, memorizing the word of God so that if you are in a situation like you can, 
you can feed your spirit. Like they're not learning how to speak in tongues. They're not learning how to do spiritual warfare. That's why our show is called spirit wars, by the way, and spirit force. It's like, they're, they're not seeing the whole big picture. And if they are, it's also in fear because they're only looking at the arrival, the, the practically imminent arrival of the Antichrist, whether it's this month or December, according to the sustainable development goals, or if it's in the next few years, it's still something to account for. Um, very few people are looking at the millennial reign of Christ, though, and what's at stake is not just survival, but your eternal life, your resurrected body. And you're going to rule and reign with Christ for a thousand years. Nobody talks about the thousand year reign of Christ because it's just like, oh, it seems so far away. No, the, the joy in my heart when I got the chance to forsake all and follow God was like, oh my gosh, nothing matters but Jesus and the word of God. And I'm finding out that this timeline that we're looking ahead, the Antichrist coming is actually, a, it should be a, a token of joy that, you know, you put your quarter in the video game and then you get to start up the whole end time program. And we're already seeing future quakes. Anybody ever saw that show of the future, like Terminators coming from the future, coming into your life. If you're a disciple of God, if you're a seeker of God or even a future soldier, perhaps you're one of the end time, you know, leaders, or maybe your child will be like you're a Sarah Connor and you're going to give birth to the leader of the end time army, you know, that kind of thing. You're going to have big fat terminators chasing you around saying, have you seen this boy? Or, you know, Schwarzenegger shows up. He's like, I'll be back. And, you know, John Connor, like, and then you're also going to have, this is the other thing people never talk about is angelic encounters. You know, you're going to have good giant mega warriors showing up in your life. And you're, you're going to be freaked out. You're like, what, what, who am I that you should come and talk to me? And, you know, you shall give birth to a son and his name shall be Jesus Christ. You know, <laughs> it's like this little, little uh, teenage girl. I don't know if anybody's been watching The Chosen, probably everybody except me. But my wife finally got me to sit down and watch The Chosen for a while. So we watched a few episodes. And, you know, it's a little slow for me. I'm, I'm a little bit more, you know, action centric. But what I really took from it was this atmosphere of Jesus Christ is walking around doing what he's doing and teaching what he's teaching. The kingdom is here. And the people are talking about in the background, like, oh, you're one of Jesus' followers. Oh, yeah, I heard he's talking about this. And it's this interesting kind of atmosphere of like, this is going on. None of them know he's going to die and rise again. None of them, they're just like, oh, it's like the Messiah is here maybe. And we don't know, but, you know, he's this prophet and... And this is the atmosphere upside down that the Antichrist is going to show up. And most people are going to think he's here for good. And then it's going to be a very small number of people. It says that narrow is the gate, is the gate, enter through the narrow gate for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction. And many enter through it. So most people are going to be like, yep, rolling up my sleeve. Give me that mark of the beast vaccine tattoo, whatever it is. And, you know, Neuralink me up. I'm going to be a slave to this beast lord. You know, I mean, whatever it's going to be. It could be an Elon Musk kind of guy that's like, he seems so humble and nice. Um, yes, and uh, if you want to, you know, drive your Tesla with your, your Neuralink, um, we're going to provide that as well. And Starlink. I mean, guys, is there anybody that could possibly be a better picture of, of an antichrist than Elon Musk right now? Although in the beginning, in the beginning of the seven years, whoever it is that signs that peace treaty, the first three and a half years are going to be peaceful it's a peace treaty, you know, and the devil, he's a liar and he will break the covenant in the middle of that seven years. And then you're going to see Skynet, you know, I mean, we basically have Skynet guys. They should have just called it Skynet, Starlink. Um, these self-driving robot cars that God knows what else is in them. And Neuralink, and this is all, oh, yeah, you can trust Elon because he's kind of, you know, kind of nerdy and, and kind of silly and charismatic. And it could be that he's setting up the the uh, system for the Antichrist. I'm, I'm, I don't know who the Antichrist is. I don't play that game or set dates, except I look at what they're setting dates for. And they're saying, oh, we got to hurry up because it's the 2030 agenda. And, I mean, Jesus is coming back, and the enemy knows that he has a short time and so he's going to do everything he can. You think, oh, we're winning. Oh, we got Trump in office. Oh, yeah, we got this. Well, then what happened? Oh, no, we got to all lock down and wear masks now. 
what happened to the revolution of like the truth and oh the deep state and oh no 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 we can't go to church because you know I don't want to set the upset the boat and oh you know guys we're gonna have church in the parking lot and you know don't want to be like that Canadian pastor that went to jail. This is this is the situation, guys. You you think oh or this huge awakening is happening? All they have to do is flip a switch. I mean, nobody's talking about Libya. Like tens of thousands of people drowned and God knows how many thousands more are going to die from the toxic water up to the rooftops in cases. Nobody's talking about the thousands of missing children in Maui in one of the most expensive places in the world. Buses went missing. It's like Pedoville, Epstein Island 2.0, the entire island of Maui. Nobody's talking about because why? Because AI, because you're staring at your phone. And unless you know to go to a website, like type in a website, remember how we used to do that? Like type in omegamanradio.com or type in infowars.com or type in faithbucks.com, my website. You don't, you don't, the AI is not going to tell you to listen to these people. He's not going to tell you what's going on. He's going to tell you, oh, now you need to mask up. Now you need to worry up. Now you need to and the alien thing, too, it's going to be partly a real alien invasion. There's prophets, prophetesses, teenagers seeing this on TikTok and elsewhere. And I'm not telling people to go download TikTok. I have a podcast for that. So you can listen to these people called Forces of TikTok. And it's on faithbucks.com. And I'm just rebroadcasting some of these prayer talks because they're so good. Um, this Cuban girl was like, look, I, the Lord showed me. I'm telling you, we're, we're going to see these things walking the street, but they're not what you think. And back to X-Files, the deep state, the government is, is in on it. You know, we used to be crazy to talk about this in the late 90s, early 2000s. And now it's like you watch the X-Files movie and it's just the news. It's like exactly the news. But instead of spooks following you with cars, unless you're a high profile whistleblower, you've got AI following you watching everything. So it's very interesting, like the AI, and I, I'm jumping all over the place, I know, because look, the truth is like the whole Bible, you don't read the Bible from start to finish, okay? You got 66 books, or unless you're Catholic, you know, you have more books. Or if you're Eastern Orthodox, you've also got the Book of Enoch and other things, but anyway, whatever. Um, and correct me on that, it might not be the word. But we've got so many prophecies that intertwine, and I think even uh, Jordan Peterson who is very adept at bringing this information to all the young men who need a support. They need a champion in our generation. And he's done a great job of showing like how the Bible intertwines. He showed that, that picture, that pattern of all the scriptures interflowing with each other in this amazing work of art. But we need to actually not just look at that and be like, whoa, and read your scripture verse for the day on Facebook that somebody posted, but actually spend time in meditative prayer in the word of God. And uh, the, the fact that truth is like that, it's, it's extra dimensional. It's like quantum. It's beyond this, this realm. And then when you're interloped or uh, quantum entangled with the truth, then when you speak the truth, your mouth becomes a sword and you clear the atmosphere and you start to become a leader of the truth. And that's all I do is I'm just like, I'm nobody. I just run around and I'm like trying to wake people up. Like you need to be a leader. Like you need to start a, a show. Like you need to get, you know, get, get busy, you know, activating other people. Um, look, the, the millennial reign of Christ. I got a phone call from Rod of millennial mustard seed. And he didn't really know completely the timeline about the millennium. And he had some questions and I'm like, okay, well, where are you at? So we talked for about an hour. I was, I actually work, guys, believe it or not. I actually have to go to work a lot. And I'm at work right now. Don't tell my boss or bosses. But <laughs> I have a lot of grace to be able to do this while I'm working. Um, I was waiting for a jacuzzi to empty out and trying to figure out how the heck you heat up a jacuzzi with all these weird codes and whatnot. I get a call from Rod, and he's like, look, I, people are asking me about the millennium. I'm, I said, I named my show Millennial Mustard Seed because I'm a millennial. Now I've got all these high school kids listening to me, and then they're asking about the millennium. What do you know? And I'm like, well, yeah, when I dropped out, all I did was read the Bible for five years and prophecies and street witness and go to China, and I know that timeline. Like, I can tell you very clearly, I have that whole thing tattooed in my soul and in my brain. The Bible is so big and intimidating that people, they just, you know, I'm having a bad day. Jesus, please give me something comforting. Opens to Jeremiah. I will surely destroy your land for you have forsaken me. Oh, I knew I was bad. Oh, I'm sorry, God. And then like, okay, okay. Psalms, Psalms, 
Psalms are good. Okay. <gasps> you know, let my cry come before you, Lord. Give me understanding according to your word. And that's it. And then, oh, got to go to work, you know, got to go to school. Oh, I got that homework assignment. I know that. I've lived that the system life. I know the pressure. America is a giant prison. They keep you busy like a panopticon where you're always on call. You're always busy. You're always on the clock. So you never get that meditative time with God. But guys, you have got to do this. But even if you don't, I'm going to tell you right now, the millennial reign of Christ, let's zoom past the Antichrist here because this is just a blip on the radar. It's a very important blip. God outlines the seven years over and over and over again. But you got to read Matthew 24 and Daniel and Ezekiel and Thessalonians and Revelations. I know it sounds intimidating, but you can do it. Read it for yourself first. So I told Rod, look, how I was trained. They said, look, you can, you can study the school field history, how they took the rapture out of context and all this all day. But what you got to do is just give yourself an hour and just read through the book of Revelation by yourself. Just let God unveil things to you. It says in the Bible, in the book of Revelation, that blessed is the man who reads this book and this prophecy. And it's, it's just so just, it's about getting um, awareness of this. But I'm just going to use vernacular. I'm not going to read you the whole book. I mean, I could, if I could just inject the Bible into everybody, like, okay, now you know it. You know, download the whole thing. But we don't have that. I mean, the Holy Spirit will bring to your remembrance all the things which I have spoken unto you, says Jesus. So after the Antichrist shows up, after the greatest time of trouble the world has ever seen, which I know it's distracting to not focus only on that, is going to come a thousand years of peace. And we're not going to be living for a thousand years. That's for the normal people. That's for the pagans. That's for the heathens. Yes, there's still going to be pagans and heathens. We who believe in Jesus, who are true Christians, are going to be resurrected. We're going to be like Captain Marvel, um, you know, immortal superheroes, as you see, like these people that just can't die. Your cells are going to regenerate immediately. You're going to be I don't even, we don't even know what we're going to be like, but I have a theory that we're not, instead of blood, we're going to have light going through our veins. You're still going to be able to eat. You're going to be able to teleport. You're going to be able to essentially know people's minds and walk through walls. And you're also going to have an ascended person that is in the heavenly realms that we already have manifest. I mean, Jesus came back and then he's like walking around, but then he's also sitting on the right hand of God in glory. So the bride of Christ and the disciples of God and all the people that have followed him, we're going to be the same. And is Jesus going to be like in every street corner, you know, controlling the world during that time? No, he's going to use the Christians. All of us are going to become the government. We're going to become the, the leaders of the infrastructure. And, and this is the positive thing here. Everything that you've learned in your life, every skill that you have. I mean, I'm learning about jacuzzis now. I don't know how that fits into the millennium, but you know, go figure. Um, but more importantly, I spent my life learning Japanese and Chinese and going to those countries and learning about their cultures. And I want to be around those people. A lot of the time, I love the Asian culture. I mean, to the point of tears, like I see, um, a ramen noodle commercial and I'm like, <laughs> I miss you Japanese people. But, um, we're going to be basically, according to your faithfulness today, according to how you have followed God today and obeyed God through the word, you're going to be given the keys to cities of this world. Um, we're going to be seeing things off planet arise that are going to just totally eclipse anything the enemy has. All the enemy does is he copies what God has. He sees that new Jerusalem heavenly starship coming down and he's like, oh, I need to do that too. So he's got his little mangy little little ships that are going to show up that are bring, are showing up. But when the enemy is put into the bottomless pit at the end of uh, the book of Revelation makes it very clear, there's going to be a battle of Armageddon. Satan is going to be put in this bottomless pit for a thousand years. So we're going to get a little breather, a thousand years. I mean, that seems like a long time, but it's going to go by. And we're going to all get a chance to live in a world without demons, without Satan, without the deep state, without occultists running around. But you better believe there's still going to be wickedness and sin, and sin in men's hearts. They're going to be blessed to live a thousand years. Uh, yeah, that's a lot of time to turn a little naughty if you're you know, not being taught right. So this is going to be the chance for all the Christians that have spent all their time just thinking, Christianity is just about going to church once a week, right? I mean, that's what you do. 
and and then going back to work and the pastor reminds them every week to make sure you pay that time. It's kind of like, yeah, get back to work and pay for my church building and my new yacht for a lot of Christian churches. This millennial reign of Christ is going to be a chance for all the lazy Christians or just people that were enslaved by the system to finally get a chance to be missionaries, to finally get a chance to teach the ways of God to the world. Um, it, look, it's not the end of the world, guys. It's the beginning of the world. And it's the people that have seen the millennial reign of Christ. If you want to see it in the Bible, like clearly read the book of Isaiah. It's all in there. It's just the peace of God and the righteousness filling the earth. And the knowledge of him is everywhere. And the children can play with the lion and the, the snake pit. You know, they can stick their hand into a cobra nest. Like, how scary is that? And it's like, oh, that's fine. You know, those are nice. I can see my son doing that. Uh, it's, it's going to be a time of great peace and rest, the Sabbath millennium. And, and guys, that's only the beginning. The reason the Bible ends with the end of the millennium and then Satan's let out one more time. So we're going to have to prepare people at the end of the millennium. We're going to have to prepare people like, look, we have a little bit more time. And then after this period, Satan is released and he's going to deceive the nations one more time. And then there's going to be a final war. And then Satan is destroyed. The earth is completely destroyed and we're all taken off planet. And then the earth is remade. New Jerusalem parks down on the earth and the earth, this is the coolest part. The earth becomes the capital of the, of all the heavens, of all the constellations and galaxies. God's destiny for this planet is to essentially, and I'm not a Mormon here guys, but this becomes the capital. This becomes like the beginning of where we start to go out into outer space and God knows what else is out there. I don't know what outer space is, but we're going to start going and it says plant the heavens. You know, it says go out into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Guys, there's, there are other beings out there and we're going to tell all of the universe. Imagine like star Wars, except instead of Jedi, you have like, like, um, like true saints, like you got wind whirlies with lightsabers going out there and, and teaching the council of the Mantoids, what God is like and how he has shown. It's just going to be so awesome. I mean, the Bible ends at that point because that's the whole Testament new and old of the planet of this history. And, and yes, there are evil aliens coming and yes, they're all pretty much bad. But out there, I mean, we don't like read C.S. Lewis out of the silent planet. That's a good example. C.S. Lewis knew about this stuff. Tolkien knew about this stuff. Tolkien warned us about dark wizards and stuff. We found recordings of him. He knew all about the deep state stuff going on. C.S. Lewis may have known about a secret space program. That's what his space trilogy is that nobody ever made a movie about for some reason. But that's the one you want to read. So when I get, when I read the word and I'm conscious of this stuff, I get excited and I lose track. And yes, maybe I was late for my job delivering pizzas the other day. You know, Spider-Man lost his job delivering pizza. He was busy saving New York. That's what we do in the spirit wars is, and I talk to a lot of people that sound crazy, but then they're like, they're right. Like I get phone calls from people like, Hey brother, I had this vision. It's insane. I mean, we're talking like you guys aren't ready for some of this stuff yet. I'm barely ready for it. I mean, I'm trying to keep up with everything because all the conspiracies came true and all the weird things that I used to believe were, were crazy. Now it's like people are like, yeah, you're right. Now what else is going on? I'm like, um, um, uh, well, uh, well, let's see. Russ Dizdar, he shared about the Satanic Black Awakening, his super soldier program. And uh, I, I know some of those guys. And yes, there's, they're, they're being taken in time travel off-planet operations and it's all evil. But it gives you a picture of what God's got for us, the spiritual weapons that we have today to the key of David, and I have it here somewhere. Let me check my notes here. I got it right on, on screen. What is he? Document cam on screen. Revelations chapter three, the church of Philadelphia. These are the words of him who is holy and true, who holds the key of David. What he opens, no man can shut, and what he shuts, no man can open. This is the prophecy for the end time church. This is the, the church you want to be. Jesus has the key of David. I've been given visions and dreams of this and other prophets have talked about this. You are able to live out of the future today. You are able to kind of access your retirement fund of all the promises in the Bible right now. I mentioned about the weird spider demons that come, they try to steal the promises of God. Those are the words in the Bible and words people have spoken over you, that they try to take away your destiny 
and cause you to become carnal. The mind that is set on the flesh is death. They cause you to lose your vision for who you are in Christ. And, you know, your focus is, oh, got to, you know, please the man. You know, I got working for the man. I know people that used to be prophets and uh, writers, speakers. They used to go to all these conferences. And, and I go and I meet them in real life. And I'm like, what happened to you? And, and they're like, oh, yeah, I'm not into that anymore. Got to pay the bills, the bills, the bills. It's like, ah, okay, uh, can I have your mantle? Do you still want that? And I joked with some of these people. I'm like, here, I'll make you some soup. Here's here's a bowl of soup, mess of pottage here, and I'll take that, uh, you know, that inheritance. Thank you. Not for me. I'll probably pass it to somebody else too. But um, this is the thing. People are losing the vision because they don't, it's too big. It doesn't fit in your brain. Even just read the book of Revelation. It's like watching all the Godzilla movies in one night. I mean, and then some. I mean, you watch like the new Godzilla movies. It's all those visions of the, the seven-headed dragon coming out of Antarctica, you know, and it's just, that's one, cha- that's like one sentence in the book of Revelation is the new Godzilla movies. <laughs> I sat there with my wife. I was trying to explain to her this stuff because, you know, people, they just can't fit this in their mind. I understand it's overwhelming, but what you need to be more overwhelmed with is the goodness of God's vision for you. God has a plan for you. God is for you. I know the thoughts that I have for you thoughts to establish you. I have plans for you. I love you. A lot of us have trouble uh, with self-love and, you know, we, the devil just bombards you with like, remember when you did that? Yeah. See, you're a loser. Yeah. Oh, I know. And you don't read your Bible. So you don't know how to fight back. you you know, lift that word of God lightsaber and be like, no, I know God is for me. <laughs> you know, you got like Darth Maul standing over you like, you're nothing. <laughs> By the way, Darth Maul is what those reptoids really look like. Those they, they have a very seething, wicked, hateful countenance. And they have horns around their head, just like Darth Maul, a weird crown of horns. That's actually in the Bible. Uh, well, in the Bible. In t- uh, testimony of people that have seen these things. Okay, I repent. I'm not going to say reptoids are in the Bible. Oh, wait. Yes, there are. Oh, book of, book of uh, Genesis in the garden of Eden. But guys, again, the key of David, you can live in that vision of the millennium today. It's not, it's not being um, uh, impractical. It's not being selfish to meditate on the book of Isaiah and see a world at peace, a world where there are no more wars. They shall learn war no more. They shall beat their, their plowshares. They, they shall beat their swords into plowshares. Uh, the U- United Nations hip- hypocritically says that verse in front of their uh, headquarters in New York City. They're the guys that are starting all the wars. They're the reason that Russia has to come in and be the world leader, you know, keeper of the peace. You know, Russia is helping overthrow some of these African nations, uh, governments that Obama installed that are keeping their people in war and pro- poverty. seconds. And. Oh, we've got dang Putin out there helping keep the peace for crying out loud and making videos about like fight the war, the holy war, you know, using the Lord's prayer to, to incite, you know, like the, the crusade of, of humanity. I was cracking up last night. I was watching one of these Ukraine um, propaganda videos. They got some trans guy from uh, high school in America and they put him out there and he's like, it's totally a dude, totally some little dweeb. He's like, we're going to get you and you're all in trouble now. <laughs> and Russia's state media responded to it because they're just like laughing. They're like, this is an example. And there's also very serious. They so realize like America's been hijacked by absolute demonic wickedness. And they're just a bunch of good old boys in Russia. They're basically hillbillies. Hillbillies are smart, by the way. And they're fighters. They're like mountain people. I mean, they're like, what is going on here? What are they doing? What are they thinking? And of course, they're laughing too, but it's like, they're freaked out. You know, they're having to make friends with China. Who wants to make friends with the Communist Party? They have no choice. And of course, there's this arrangement of a global government that's going to be transferred. And I'm getting off on that again because this seconds. is so, we're getting flooded with information. But if you can just go back to the millennial reign of Christ and see that every little thing you do today, don't feel helpless. Don't feel like it's, oh, I'm not going to make it. I'm going to die. We're all going to die. 
every little even menial task, you know, learning how to keep your house clean, learning how to change diapers fast. I mean, that's a skill. My wife did that. I was, wow, honey, you, you sure did that. I was like, can you do the next one too? She's like, oh yeah. Does it in two seconds, changes the diaper. Uh, all these skills are going to be very used in the millennium. And to the extent that you're faithful with the little things today, the master and the king of kings is going to say, okay, you're faithful. I can put you in charge of the educational system for Miami or something. Because, guys, look at the system right now. And Trump gave us a little vision of perhaps we could take the system back. But all he did was expose the fact that it's so corrupt, it's like it's gone. Like we can't fix this. You know, we just have to let it kind of rot itself to death and just get out of Dodge, get out of those nuke targets. And don't be in fear. And there's going to be people that are, you're in those cities when the nukes are coming and God will create a force field of protection around you. I mean, don't you think that deep state knows this? They've seen this too, with their like weird chrono visors and time psychic crystal balls. They call them chrono visors. They've seen the saints walking through the nuclear fallout without a single singe of smoke on them. They've seen that. They know. They're getting ready for that. That's why they're training the Antichrist army. And um, just to, I just want to put a name out here because uh, Russ Dissar had a show with this guy just before Russ Dissar's death. Russ Dissar was the guy that was exposing all this stuff, and he was working with the FBI and police, the good guys. Um, in those departments to expose pedophile, uh, sex, slavery, human trafficking. And John Wedger, John Wedger, another um, good podcast to mark down is called the Imagination Podcast. They have so many whistleblowers on there. I can't even keep track of them all, but I bumped into one on the street the other day. <laughs> it was like, okay, that's a miracle. How often do you meet a podcaster or a guest that you listen to? But John Wedger was on Imagination podcast and um it's basically exposing and he's still out there and i cried i was listening to him yesterday at work and i just i started weeping and i just had to like turn it off for a minute because it's like the people who are fighting for the children and doing this they're getting killed they're themselves getting assailed by demonic attack and their children are getting taken away from them and their testimonies are just insane but John Wedger, W-E-D-G-E-R, maybe we can get him on Omega Man and Spirit Wars and Fringe, exposed like exactly how this whole economy works. And he's from England and he always has bad audio. So it kind of makes it even more like a sense of urgency. <laughs> you know, he's always got like, well, I'm in my car and uh, I'm sorry for the sound of the children in the background. We've got some children that we've rescued and, and you can hear babies crying and he's just in it. He's in the front lines. We need to pray for John Wedger, but the, the whole economy of this, because they don't have the blood of Jesus is the innocence of children. And there's such thing as psychic vampires. There's such thing as like the economy of feeding off your misery, your depression, your, your anger, your, that's why one of the fruits of the spirit is, self-control and I'm guilty of losing that too at some point, but we all have to just come back down to, all right, this is not just make you feel good on Sunday. This is literally spiritual weapons to walk in joy. And, you know, Derek Prince himself talks about, you know, I struggled with depression for many years. And it was when I read the verse, I will trade the garments of depression for the garments of salvation and joy. And I'm butchering that, but he's like, you know, you can see this guy dealt with that himself. Well, to paint a little sci-fi picture here, the reptoids, they literally have some kind of a, an ability in their dimension to suck off of your depression and your misery and your just apathy and sloth and, oh, you know, whatever inordinate thing that you're dealing with. A lot of times that, that demonic force is slurping off your energy just like these mRNA vaccines that are creating, they're not vaccines, but they're creating uh, nanobot microchip systems in your bloodstream, making you into a computer, basically. And just like all of Bill Gates' computers, they all have viruses, and they steal the, the essence of your computer to do other things. It's, it's, it's insane. Like, literally, we're living in this world where people's bodies are being turned into computers and their nefarious purposes. But in the spirit is where this all starts. And I know I'm going on a jag here. If you want to interrupt anytime, the spirit is where these 
these demonic alien forces and, and in cahoots with the government, just like in X-Files, they have a deep state, they have underground military bases, they have all these spooky people. That is the real government. And now we all know that's true, but back then it was all kind of, maybe it's true. And essentially, and uh, I'll take a one-minute break here, sir. Michael? And, uh, do you have a second? Um, actually, I'm out of time. We got... Um, oh, okay. We all got right, a- well, thank you, sir. It was a pleasure to be on the show, and uh, well, i got to get back to work here. Yes, but before you close. Praise I- God for you. Praise God for the Omega Man broadcast. And, you know, I always feel like we're just getting started when we do these. But, time flies. You know, it's, it's um, Give out your contact information, Michael, before we close. How do people... Tune in, and how can they support your ministry? Sir, yes, sir. Uh, so, Facebook.com, FringeRadioNetwork.com, and um, we're just, you know, we're doing everything we can on all firing, all cylinders in all direction. And, you know, if anybody is, I would donate to the thing you're doing, sir, because that that is key. But I will continue to just bust my butt. And, you know, we've got all these different gigs that we're doing and, and things. Uh, a great team here in North Carolina. Just please pray for us. We're, there are people that we're working with who are running for office. They're doing drag queen story hour down the road. They're setting up laws in, um, in, in Western North Carolina to take over the infrastructure and hand it over to basically BLM kind of people. So just pray for us. Um, you can donate spiritforce01 at gmail.com and facebooks.com again is the website. Thank you so much, Omega Man. Brother, what a pleasure. Always, and thank you everybody for listening. I'll check the comments now. We'll see you soon, brother. Thank you, brother Michael. Much love to you. All righty. Bye-bye. Folks, stay tuned. Coming up next, we're going to have Michael Smith. And uh, we're going to go ahead and dial now. If you're here for the first time, welcome aboard. Let me also go ahead and reset MixLR so I can get the program up quickly. Give me just a moment. And uh, here we go. Resetting now. 